0: Hello, and welcome to Farmers Capital Conversations. I'm your host, Casey Silveria. This podcast aims to expand your social, intellectual, and economic capital. Investing on and off the farm is hard enough. Here, we will provide insightful stories and resources to help out. Full transparency, this is our shameless way for you to like us and hopes you partner with us down the road. Lastly, there are no ads here. All I ask is you enjoy and share if you find value. Now, on to the episode.
1: Basically what networking is, really what it is, is connecting the dots. As we mentioned earlier, getting serving others, getting people what they want or what they need. And then eventually you're going to find out like you've got everything you wanted or needed from, from serving others first. Uh, so listening is important and hearing what people tell you about what they do is probably the number one key.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today, we're thrilled to welcome Adam Carswell, an entrepreneur powerhouse known as the Voice of Liberty and Master of Ceremonies at Liberland National Events. With a track record that boasts co-founding Raise Masters, the top mastermind for elite capital raisers, and interviewing heavyweights like Grant Cardone and Doug Casey, Adam isn't just a force in business. He's also a former semi-pro basketball player turned aspiring world-class DJ. Adam, welcome to the show. Hey, you know what? I'm going to have to have you send me
1: that bio back because I know you polished it up a little bit and I love how you shortened it because, you know, it's like it's like killing babies when you got to write your own uh, bio. You don't want to take anything <laughs> out of it, but you really you cut straight to the good stuff there. Dude. So anyways, thank you for having me here, Casey. Um, I know we've, we've had this one in the works for a while, so I'm really looking forward to hanging out with you today, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Pleasure to have you on. Um, I love that you're a DJ also. I think we listen to similar types of music and so just love to have someone who likes the same beats
1: definitely i mean you lived in one of the best countries to live in in, in my in my books as far as house music is concerned the biggest conference yeah. that happens uh every year for djs is one called ade which it's a little bit of a music festival but everyone knows like if you're going to go network as a dj that's the one you go to every year um and it's you know it's in holland so i don't know if you got a chance to go to a- ADE. Mm. but that was that's a big ADE, one over there. yeah i will write that yeah. down though do you go every year for that? So I actually have I haven't been yet because I haven't been taking this the 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 music production and DJ piece of my life super seriously until like the last two years. Um, and mm-hmm. as you know, I had a baby last year, and so yeah. I'm not not trying to make excuses, but I'll I'll be at ADE one year for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, you've recently signed with someone, didn't you? Yes, yeah. So it's actually kind of cool that we uh, waited until now to do the interview because I can I can talk about it openly. And I have to keep it low key. So I I never knew how really a lot of this stuff worked. But I I found Mm -hmm. out in May that I was getting a track signed to Tool Room Records. They're a house music production label out of uh, London. And so they, you know, in May, I I sent them some music. They they liked it. They got back. They said, we want to sign this to our leaders of the new school compilation. And I was like, absolutely sign whatever you want. (laughs) You know, so uh, September 1st, 2023 is when it hits stores spotify accounts whatever you want to say around the world and um yeah i'm I'm really i'm I'm just i'm really happy to say the least and and i'm happy to tell you why as we make our way through the interview but it's it's been a long time
0: coming and it's just a dream come true it's it's so cool to see, see that you know picture pop up because i know you've been working on this for a while and it's like anything you know people see these overnight success stories. Um, but that's like the, the highlight reel. They don't see the years and years and years that it took to build up to that point. And it's the same thing with your DJ career, but also the same thing with real estate and other industries as well. So it's just awesome to see that you've come to to this point because I think a lot of people out there understand the sacrifice and the dedication it takes to reach it. Um, to that point, to sign on to a place like uh, Tool Room, based out of London,
1: and and yeah, and you and I, you know, we know each other through through Raise Masters, number one mastermind for elite capital raisers. And I have to be completely honest: being able to build and scale and work with entrepreneurs daily in a group like Raise Masters taught me how to be a good student in the Tool Room Academy, which is basically the coursework and the network that I plugged into to get better at this instead of trying to figure out how to do it on my own, <laughs> right? If there's anything I've learned from working with you and many others, paying to get yourself to the next level and, of course, being dedicated to getting there is is the
0: fastest way to get anything done. Yeah, but, but you touch on um, two things that, that I'd love to dive, dive into, um, one being network networking. You know, I keep hearing in the groups that you're like a power network, um, but also the – well, you are a power networker for sure. Um, but the second one being, uh, humility and Hunter talks a lot about the entrepreneurship triangle where, you know, humility is one of the cornerstones of that triangle where you understand and accept that you are not the best and you, your ego needs to be lowered. So you can then be coachable to get to that next level, because what got you here will not get you to where you want to go.
1: Man, it's so, uh it can be so, so hard to, I know for, for some, for, for me personally, and I know I, I just see like your journey, your life. I know there's a lot of similarities also, you know, we're both, I would say pretty young in this game compared to our peers too. So it's just, it it actually, it is really easy to get a little bit full of yourself, not be humble, especially in a com- competitive environment. I guess all I got to say is I Thank you. If that was a compliment to me being humble, thank you. (laughs) But I know it's always a journey. I know it always better.
0: (laughs) So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's something that I work um, at every, every day. And I, I've realized um, as I operate in the world, I've realized that most of my life I have actually been operating in a state like a lower ego, lower ego state, whether that's out of um, fear, anger, greed, selfishness, um, and so I've been trying to just recognize that for myself and pivot into a selfless mode and understand that really the, to have an abundance mindset, you need to operate um, from a foundational set of beliefs where um, the universe has your back. And no, no matter how woo-woo you think that is, I think that it, it, it is out there, um, whether it's like in religion or whatever, but you just have to believe and throw it out there and go try and do good in the world and the good will come back. Um, so I think like humility is a part of that and understanding that you're not all that and you need to realize that to get to the next level. But, but also to that point, like networking, getting to that next level, networking is a huge part of it. And I think that's been a huge cornerstone in your career as well. Right. Absolutely. Um,
1: first thing that comes to mind for me, just hearing that is a long, you know, I just talked about being able to. to pay yourself to the next level, being able to, to put in the uh, the hard work. I, I guess you're helping me realize that there is a triangle to all of this. And, you know, I shouldn't even say pay, but being willing to invest in yourself, being able to, to put in the work. Those are two things most people aren't willing to do already. And then the third one is being willing to help help others and, uh, and, and really serve others to help them get to where they want to go to faster. Um, when you can do yeah. those three as a networker, then you will get you'll, you'll get to where you want to go. Past. And the example, now I think about it, I was going to say with Hunter and how how I got to know Hunter. And for those listening who don't know who he is, he's he's really the the, the true cornerstone of how uh, Casey and I met. Cashflow Connections Real Estate Podcast, Amazon bestselling, raising capital for real estate, mm-hmm. you know, founder creator of Raise Masters. Um, so i heard hunter on a podcast and i was like man i want to be like that guy i've never heard anyone talk about any of this stuff before this was like 2016 2017. Um, and it's funny because you see a lot of people who are like investing in mobile home parks and self-storage now, but I can tell you right now, there was not a lot of people on podcasts talking about mobile home parks and self-storage in like 2016, <laughs> yeah. 2017. Um, and so Hunter was talking about that, raising capital, working with investors. And all I even knew about real estate was what I was doing at the time, which, which I was a residential realtor. And so I'm like, man, okay, I got I to gotta get to know this guy and I got to figure out, like, I have to figure out how can I add value. Mm. Uh, to network and and the best way to do that is to not the person who you want to like we'll just say hunter as an example but the person you want to be like or you want to work your way into their network you can't say to them uh you know what what can i do to help you you, you already you have to already know because they don't have yeah they're so busy, they
0: don't have time yeah. they don't
1: know what they don't need you know that's your job <laughs> is to figure that out
0: yeah right? And it actually puts more work on that person to figure out what you can help with without knowing the skills and the background that you have. So it's almost like you have to come up with your own value proposition and like see a quote unquote like gap in whatever they're doing and create that solution for them and then offer it to them as, as almost like an offering. You just like, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And if you know, if you, if you if you do want to pursue, we'll just keep I'll just say Hunter as an example, but for whoever's listening, however you want to relay this as a metaphor, once you can figure out uh what it is that they need, you you need to be able to present it to them again in a way where they don't even have to think twice about it. And I did know that I wanted to learn from him and I made that clear and he didn't have any form of educational content at the time. Now thankfully like three months after that. He reached out and was like, hey, I made this piece of education. You know, do you want to be one of the first people to take it? And I was like, absolutely. And here, we're, here we are today. But also, um, I let him know that I could do like video and audio creation content type of stuff. And I even put together just like an example, sent it over. Um, I don't even remember if he really re- responded to that. But you know, after I took the course and started working with Hunter, those were some of the first projects that we did together. Where we're like working on his podcast and doing little... Instagram clips back. It's crazy I think it was like 2017 Instagram, which is a whole different thing than it is today. But yeah, uh, you know, it just snowballed from there and it was being able to take the one thing that I knew I was good at or could do and, and also not ask for anything,
0: you know? So that's the hack. That That's right a there. huge hack. Like what are you already good at and throwing it out there and helping that other person? Because it gains, um, uh a lot of mutual respect, I think. And then it, it really does open that door. And I think anyone at every, any level of the game, whether you're trying to get into a new industry or just trying to get to the next level of whatever you are doing, like that is, that is the real hack. You have to look inward before you can ask, like, what, what can other people do for me? It's like, what can I do for other people first and foremost?
1: And and also I think that's that's a little bit of a trend right now that I didn't even I've never even thought about this until now, but I've seen a few other people do it. People who are creating content consistently, especially long form comment content, the ones who are like, you know, we'll just say as an example, like the Grant Cardone levels, okay, obviously they have teams, they can pay for people that are on TikTok, they're everywhere. But there's a lot of people that could change your life, the listener, the viewer. That don't have someone who's just going through their work and turning it into little 30 second clips that they can, you know, reshare. Like being able to do that for someone is not that hard. It takes a few YouTube tutorials. I mean, talk about a way to like easily get someone to pay attention to you who might not be paying attention right now.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's that, that would be like a huge recommendation coming to mind.
0: Yeah. Well, it is pretty, pretty easy. And everyone has a computer. So it's, yeah, a few YouTubes and uh a few emails and you can get yourself um in the door. Um so, so being I able a, to bet, write copy. Yeah.
1: Being able to write copy too, it's a really good Dude, way to copy. Get
0: that's a weird skill that I am I've been getting better at. Um, but writing copy in a way that's not a an email or a you know, newsletter blog, um are kind of same, but copy is a little bit little bit different
1: do you know um do you know who frank kern is by chance i do
0: not okay
1: if i well i guess if you listen to the replay of this then you'll remember Mm. i'll try to remember to send you some of his stuff frank kern is a advertising marketing and copy genius he was like someone who was basically the one who took tony robbins from just being another motivational speaker to like the tony robbins that we all no, today he worked with him from like 2000 to 2010. Uh, he's a man. That's all I can say.
0: Check out Frank. Okay, Hearn. if you want to get better at writing copy, <laughs> is it? Uh, does he mainly focus on books, or does he have classes? He's yeah. He's he's got a lot of he's got a lot a
1: probably lot all that you of can it. Go yeah, I would just he's probably out of. I'd say maybe the the three three thought leaders that I really consume a lot of content from right now. Well, you know. Big fan of Alex Hermose, so I'm uh, always checking out Mosey's stuff. Always checking yep. out Myron Gold Myron Golden's really good, especially from a sales perspective. And I've gotten to meet him a handful of times now. Uh and then um and then Frank.
0: Frank Kern. How do you spell Kern? Uh, K E R N. Okay. And then Michael Golden. Yeah. Uh, Hermosy's like blown up. He just throws gold every time. It seems like, I mean, he does repurpose a lot of his stuff and it's fine because it is all still very valuable, but no matter like what business you are in, like he just crushes it with sales and marketing strategies and just gives it away to the public. I mean, talk about getting your foot in the door. Like that guy provides so much value. It's like, you're stupid if you don't want to work with him at some point. It's yeah, it's, you know,
1: he, I first found out who he was. And kind of like his ClickFunnels days because um, Hunter and I have gone through a lot of Russell Brunson stuff. And that's, I mean, Russell Brunson's also, as far as marketing is concerned, can't endorse his 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 work enough. Um, but that's when I first found out was who Alex Hermosi was, is he was scaling his company with ClickFunnels doing gym launch. And then now he's, I mean, probably the... The, the next, you know, he, he compares himself to Musk and Bezos and all these guys because they never documented their journey the way he is. And it's like, yeah, who's to say that he, he's he's you know, he's not going to be at that level one day. Hopefully, if he is at that level, uh, we like him a little bit more than those other guys. But <laughs>
0: it's, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty impressive. Well, we'll see if he fires any of his employees on uh, Twitter or now known as X.
1: <laughs> right. yeah don't don't date yourself now <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i can't oh gotta keep it gotta keep it real um <laughs> so out of your your power networker um it's very relevant in the mastermind that we are in you know so many people and it's almost it's kind of scary i i think for someone who's um i'm an extrovert but there's Obviously, a lot of introverts out there, but networking is very powerful, even if you're an introvert or an extrovert. So how I'm just wondering, like, what are the challenges that you've had to overcome to be the networker you are today? And what are some tips and tricks that other people can use to overcome those hurdles and and get out there and expand their network?
1: I think I, mean, that...
0: I know, we know we talked about the the adding value, but on top of that. Yeah. I think that um,
1: <clears throat> part of it is I have been pretty pretty fortunate throughout my life uh, to be able to communicate with people. I think it comes from – I mean, both my mom's – my mom's the mom that you're like, please, mom, don't go up and talk to these people. And then she does. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone to kind of relate to that. And then my dad, uh, similar to me, I mean, he hosted a radio show throughout college. He was a DJ. He's been in sale. I mean, I – Growing up, I knew my dad always wanted me to go out and uh, just kind of do my own thing. And I look at my life, and I'm like, man, I've just become like a new version of Mike Carswell. So um, <laughs> I say that to say, like, I, I do have some skills that I'm blessed to say came naturally. However, what I've what I've seen work not only um, for me personally to get better, but for people who maybe are more introverted, is um is content creation, is podcasting. I mean, if you want to become a better communicator the best way to do that is to to just put yourself in a position like this so many times until it just, it comes natural. I know it sounds almost impossible probably for a lot of people, but if you want to go, if you mm-hmm. think of anyone who, who you, who you admire as a podcaster and go listen to their first 10 episodes, I guarantee their first 10 are nothing compared to unless they're still in their first 10, <laughs> but I guarantee their first right. 10 is nothing like where they're at now. And, the The only way to get better is by is you know practice and and doing the thing over and over and over again. And there's plenty of examples. Um, you know, I'd say, I mean, just reference him. I know Russell Russell Brunson. If you just kind of go look at his history, he was definitely a quiet nerd. And when he does speaking gigs, sometimes he shows like his first presentation when he's on stage to everyone he's like yeah half of you are not not even ever going to be close to that bad so like you can do this <laughs> um, so so just being able to to not be afraid to press record and one 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 way that i like to podcast now i do it very frequently is just on the notes or i'm sorry the voice memo app on my phone i do a lot mm. of walk and talks for my show and just hitting that record button walking and talking you know hunter said this one time too, is like, look, if you create a podcast and you do 300 episodes and then you go back and you find out you had, you had zero downloads. No one ever listened to it, whatever, whether it's the solo cast version that I was just talking about or, um, conversations that you've had with other people, mm-hmm. like those are, that's not work in vain. And Myron Golden says this, you know, work, work always works. Work, Work is a two sided coin. Work always works. So it's, Either the side when you flip the coin and bingo, success, you're crushing it, or there's the side where you flip the coin and it doesn't go how you thought. It's you know, more rejection, more failure. But like work work doesn't ever not work on someone. It's just you have to be willing to endure long enough at being bad in order to become good. And most people are not willing to suck at stuff <laughs> in yeah. order to become good. You know, we talked about the the, the tip of the iceberg with success at, at the beginning of the call. So it's a long-winded way to answer your question, but I think to become a better networker and really, in essence, better communicator, some variation of podcasting or content creation is, without a doubt, from my experience, the fastest way to get you
0: out of the, your way, yourself out of that comfort zone. Hmm. Kind of the the core, I, I think that you that you said there was really the practice, and what comes to mind for me is this book titled "Willpower Doesn't Work." I read that maybe February of this year, but pretty recently. And the whole concept is if you rely on willpower, what well, you know, where you want to go, you can see it, but you're not sure exactly how to get there, but you know that you need to do the things over time and repeat and get better. Like you just said, but you can't rely on your willpower to get there because you're, the willpower is the juice that you have in the tank and so, what you actually have to do is create the environment in which produces that result or that practice and okay, I
1: wasn't sure if my mic was muted there um you're absolutely right, and i'm uh this is the uh I know we're not we're not live right now, but if we were, I always like to tell people this is the beauty of live events um I think my wife needs me for something with the baby right now <laughs> so uh. Dad life. Hold on. I'm going to see if he's awake right now. Actually, I don't mind bringing him out on the show for a moment, but one <laughs> OK, I think this will be his first actual like podcast appearance. So I figured we might as well do it. <laughs> let's uh, do let's, it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are watching, I don't know if we're going to have a video version of this, but if we do, <laughs> Mike is making his his podcasting debut. Hello, um, Micah.
0: Welcome to the show. Do
1: you have anything to say to Casey? <laughs> We're, uh, he's 10 months old now, so we're not talking a whole lot yet, but a little Almost bit. Almost a full year. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, guys, this is Micah, future podcaster. He's a little, uh, like he was, he just got taken out of his crib. So I don't know if he's like, what the heck is going on right now? But, uh, there we Pretty go. happy baby. Oh, very happy. <laughs> loves the microphone, loves speakers.
0: Talk about putting yourself in environments that will change your behavior. Nothing like having a baby.
1: <laughs> that you definitely learn, you know, more, even more life lessons at this stage. So um, now, what now? What Micah just did, and he's getting more diverse as a as a young one now. Uh, he yanked his curtains down in the bedroom, so the blackout, like it was blackout curtains in the bedroom, and now it's not. So mom's mom's fixing mm-hmm. them. Any luck? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So, anyways, Micah, say say bye to everyone. We're learning how to
0: wave. There we go. Hi, Micah. <laughs> Have a great day. Good job, Googie. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Cute kid. Thank you.
1: <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. That's yeah, that's cool. That's um, if whatever part of the interview makes it. Uh, That'll be a good memory for for Micah. So yeah,
0: man, for first appearance, so he can see it on YouTube. Awesome. Okay, (laughs) he'll be able to see it. But um, yeah. So we were just talking about willpower forcing your environment to get the result. For me, I actually integrated that into my podcasting. So instead of me. Relying on my willpower to reach out to individuals to get them on the show. I actually created a process by which my assistant emails and communicates all of that. And she manages the bookings with a goal. So no matter what happens, like when that meeting gets on my calendar, I have to show up and do the do the podcast, try and create as much value for the listener as possible in that moment, no matter what mindset I am in during the day or what's going on, like I need to show up for them because I owe it to the listener. If they're tuning into the show, I need to show up.
1: I think, yeah. And you know, um, another thing that I've noticed in podcasting, especially, I was going to say, especially with interviews, but, but really just in general, similar to, to like the metaphor of work or having the willpower What we're doing right now is is kind of like going to the gym. I don't know about you, but normally before any type of something that's going to be recorded, I'm kind of like, do I have have to do this right now? Uh, But then once once you're like five minutes in, it's like, man, this is the greatest thing ever. I'm so happy I did it. I find that happening often. So All the time. That's uh, another one for anyone thinking about taking their life to the next level on anything we've spoken about today. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like going to the gym. You just got to get those first five minutes in and you're off to the races.
0: Yeah. I don't know what it is. I feel that too still. And I don't know if it's like a little bit anxiety, but for me, I get in my head too much and I have too many thoughts swirling around at the same time. But when you hit record or go live or whatever that thing is that you need to show up to, whether it's providing value in all the different ways that we've talked about, it's a mindset shift that totally like clears whatever you were doing beforehand. And you have to be present right here, right now.
1: Mm-hmm. You said, yeah, right here, right now. I can hear the, uh, you know, that, that famous song kind of put right here, right now. <laughs> right here. <laughs> Actually, Don Diablo has a version of that. He's from Holland. I don't know if you know who Don Diablo is it's called Momentum.
0: No, but I, I need to look that up right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don Diablo momentum. That is a banger. that That's when you can play and get, get any crowd going. And you can quote me on that one.
0: <laughs> quote it. It's going in the show notes also. Nice. <laughs> well, Adam, is there... I mean, what what's one thing that we can leave our listeners with um, today? You know, we've talked about the power of networking. We've talked about humility. Forcing your environment to get the result that you want, putting yourself out there, being good at sucking and <laughs> learning from that. Um, learning how to, top, you learning got how to suck.
1: Learning how to suck 101.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that should be the start of every course ever, no <laughs> matter what. Number yeah. one, learn to suck first. <laughs> exactly.
1: We've we we created we created a new a new thing here. It's good. Hilarious. Well, but, is there um, anything
0: what, else you'd like to leave us with today, Adam? Yeah, okay. So
1: um this has always been a good practice. If somebody if you want to become a better networker <clears throat> and, and and really basically what networking is, really what it is, is connecting the dots. As we mentioned earlier, getting serving others, getting people what they want or what they need, and then eventually you're gonna find out like you've got everything you wanted or needed from from serving others first. Uh, So, listening is important, and hearing what people tell you about what they do is probably the number one key. But if you want something practical, just to have fun with it, and you've never like tried this before, I have found more consistently than anything else when networking with people, if you can figure out geographically where someone li- lives, so, where someone is from, or some where someone has lived, and remember that, and then next time you meet someone that fits the same criteria. They're from there. They've lived there. Uh they have lived they yeah, they live there. Or they have lived there. Being able to be like, hey, my buddy Tyler's from Detroit. You're from Detroit too. Uh just being able to connect people from like sharing the same environment. It it always it always hits it up. It doesn't matter if it's a janitor and a fund manager. Like they're mm. going to have something to talk about. And typically more positive and enjoying conversation for them then you know then if they weren't from the same place so i've just found that works yeah. all the time is the geographic connection and i know for you like if i ever met someone who was like in europe or in i'm sure i connected you with like some people in europe yeah <laughs> you
0: know so uh
1: that's a good hack good practice
0: right there That that is a good hack if nothing else it brings familiarity to the conversation rather than walking into a dark room you're walking into something that at least has a lamp on. There's a couch you both know, there's a dining room. You choose to sit down at one of those and you just have a conversation.
1: Yeah, and another way too, you just made me think of it because you said you walk into a dark room. But if you are at a networking event, um and I know that's not everyone's cup of tea, but if you are at one and it is your cup of tea, <laughs> or this this would make it this would make it want to be your cup of tea once I tell you this. Uh if you can make it an effort to Try and greet people as soon as you see them walk in, like you're there first, mm. but you greet them when they, when they walk in, even if it's not your event, you're always going to remember the first person you met or the first two people you met instead of like the 20th one. Yeah. I know you feel me on that.
0: Oh yeah. It, because you can go the whole conference and be like, Oh, when am I going to make a new connection? But if you just say, no, screw this, I'm meeting the first person that I see.
1: Yep. Or that walks in the door, so that way you're the first person they see. Then they're gonna see the whole
0: conference, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's a huge hack. Geolocation familiarity with that, and then meet the first person that you see at conferences. But be the first best friend. Be the first best friend. Love it, Adam. Thanks so much for coming on. Where can people get a hold of you? Learn more about you.
1: Yeah, uh, best place. I'll give you two pretty active on LinkedIn. So if you want to connect with me there, shoot me a DM, that'd be great. Uh, and then my website, carswell.io, just my last name, .io. Uh, you can drop your email in there and then you'll be on my list and get all the updates and everything that I'm working on from
0: real estate to music and beyond. So those are the two best ways. Sounds good. We'll drop those in the show notes for the listeners as well. Adam, thanks so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Casey, thanks for having me, man. And I'm sure I'll see you somewhere soon. Hell yeah, brother. Talk soon. To all listeners, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Look forward to providing some more value next week. Feel free to hit me up anytime. You know where to find me. Thanks, everyone. See ya.